Thank you to those who are supporting my podcast and welcome back. It's good to be speaking with you and to you again. We find ourselves on the 23rd Sunday of Ordinary Time now and around Australia it's Child Protection Sunday or Safeguarding Sunday. The theme that I have picked up from the Holy Scriptures today is on the issue of fraternal correction. So I will explain what that means as I go through the talk today. But let me begin by saying that the more we come to know the Bible, the more we can see how careful, how deliberate and how patient God has been and will always be, even in our own time. You see, 600 years before Jesus was born, the prophet Ezekiel lived. And as we hear in the first reading of today's Mass, God's desire was that Ezekiel be a sentry for the house of Israel. Sentries, as we know, keep watch over and protect. They are also alert to dangers that may afflict those for whom they are the sentries. Jesus, with his divine authority, sets up his chosen sentries the Pope and the bishops, to keep watch over his church. But also to protect from the inside, Christ also puts in place procedures for dealing with sin and breaches of the faith, as well as bestowing his own power on all the apostles to bind and loose, to forgive sins and reconcile sinners back to the church. Two things arise from this Gospel reading. Firstly, that right order and the welfare of the community of the Church require that there be a locus of authority and power that will need to be exercised for the good of the Church, as well as to call any individual sinner back to the right path, sometimes even by separating them from the community. But even when this is done, it's not first of all a punishment, but rather a medicine to be administered for healing, the healing of the offender and the healing of the wound of disunity. Secondly, there will be occasions where any member of the church will need to call another member to conversion and to change. And this is what is meant by fraternal or brotherly correction. It's not a correction from above, from an authority, but rather from one who is a brother or a sister. Correction and administering administering rebuke and giving punishment are not easy or pleasant to do. Any of you who are listening and are parents or have been parents know that correcting or disciplining a child is not agreeable, nor is there any pleasure gained from it. But at times, it is needed and necessary. Correction from above or from alongside should never be done in anger or with the desire to hurt. It must be done with love, as St Paul says in the Epistle. Fraternal correction should also only be given to someone that we already have a relationship with, not a stranger, but maybe a family member, someone we work with, 
or a friend. Fraternal correction is a loving heads-up, if you like, so that that person may do what is right and grow in holiness. Yes, it's still hard to give, and it's hard to receive. But if it is done with gentleness, it can help that person correct his or her actions or thinking. And after some time, we might be thanked for it. Our Western society, though, doesn't make any of this easy. There's a widespread attitude of pushback against authority. And there is the attitude that there are no boundaries as long as no one is hurt. But what about the spiritual harm that a person could be doing to herself or doing to others? And then there's that entirely false notion of my truth and your truth. And that leaves no possibility in some minds that anyone could complain about any el- anyone else's behaviour. All of this not only makes the Christ-like attitude of caring for another's spiritual well-being irrelevant or even obnoxious, but leads to rampant individualism and a breakdown of family and community. However, charity, which is a genuine love that begins in God and is God's gift to us, demands fraternal correction. When someone is doing something wrong, we love that person by attempting to correct. But fraternal correction is also an act of justice towards others who are harmed or could be harmed by the sin or fault of the person being corrected. Fraternal correction is also good for the person who does the correcting. Fraternal correction is one of the ways that we ourselves are converted to Christ. It's a way of taking up our own daily cross, since what we do out of love may result in us facing rejection and anger, just like Christ did. Let's also be honest and once more say that fraternal correction is hard. It's not only the rejection and the anger we might face, but we might be afraid of upsetting or unsettling the other person. We may feel unworthy to correct because we know of the other person's good qualities. And we may also be conscious that we have the same fault in ourselves that we are correcting. It can become possible to do, though, if we pray and ask for the Holy Spirit to guide and lead us before we speak. We could rehearse the words we use. It's a good idea to make it short and make it clear. Then, when leaving the person, pray once more for that person, for his or her peace, for consolation and openness to the Holy Spirit. When correction is given with humility and affection, It is actually a spiritual work of mercy. The spiritual works of mercy address the needs of people's minds, hearts and souls, not their bodies or their material needs. 
the spiritual works of mercy witness to Jesus Christ and his desire that all his followers care for each other. The spiritual works of mercy are to admonish the sinner, which is what we've been talking about, but also to instruct the ignorant, to counsel the doubtful, to comfort the sorrowful, to bear wrongs patiently, to forgive all injuries, and to pray for the living and the dead. Today's psalm provides another perspective. Fraternal correction is urging the sinner to hear God's voice, not to harden the heart, and to remember that God is the rock of our salvation, the one who desires only our true and real good. Laudetur Jesus Christus.